Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It hurts, doesn't it? All your dreams, this. Hops down the fucking drain. Big bucks, no whammy, stop! Stop it, oh! What's happening, guys? Happy Sunday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the people's dynasty podcast on today's show we are going to own up to our biggest misses we are going to hit you with some freezing cold dynasty takes from this past season and i gotta say my co-host is 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 freezing right now his <laughs> detroit lions come up a little bit short but he's here a little bit later than we scheduled the show but you got to give the man you know 15 minutes or whatever to get his uh his his everything put back together you know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry, buddy, how are you? I know you're drinking. Yeah, uh, I have gone just straight Woodford. Today's a straight Woodford kind of day. We are 15 minutes removed from my Detroit Lions absolutely choking on applesauce. Um, you can hear it in the tone of my voice, I'm sure. It feels like I'm I'm pretty downtrodden. If you want my other feelings, my deeper feelings about what this game was, what it meant, you will have to subscribe to patreon.com slash dynasty warzone because I just went on a little bit of a diatribe there. Um, I see in the chat you wanted to give me a hug. I feel you. But this is what I will say for the regular show. The Lions deserved it. They absolutely had that game and they pissed it down the drain. Nobody played like champions and they got what they deserved. Everybody is at fault. I could complain about everybody. Instead, let's talk fantasy football. Anything to get my mind off of the atrocity that I just watched with my own two ojos. Yeah, I mean, between the freezing cold takes we're going to cover tonight and the whiskey, you'll be doing okay here in the next 45 to to 50 minutes. But just want to make sure to remind everybody that we have our own show. Uh, our guy Dallas is going to be live on Monday with a podcast all of his own, uh, rookie content as we go into, it used to be the Senior Bowl, it's not just seniors anymore, so it's not the Senior Bowl, but they're calling it the Senior Bowl. Uh, I like Dallas's term, Dallas is calling it All-Star Game Weekend. It's fair. I, I like can live, with, I can, I can live yeah. with that, that's, that, that's reasonable. Speaking of all-star games, they're going to host the NBA all-star game here in Indianapolis in a couple of weeks. Look at you. I mean, Indy's not going down to host anything, honestly. You know, we, we have a better than average airport 
in Indianapolis. It's it's not great, uh, especially if you're looking for direct flights. But if you have to come here, uh, depends on where you live. If you live like in a hub city like a Chicago, Dallas, Miami, Atlanta, what what have you, you'll get a direct flight. But if you're coming from like Pittsburgh, you're you're going into Cleveland over to Indy. So, but overall, yes, it's a good airport. We'll be hosting the combine. A lot going on here in Indy in the next few months. But uh Jerry, anything else that, that you have from the playoffs, your your thoughts on the, the Chiefs overcoming Lamar? Because it because it had the patron group chat riled up because people yeah. did not like takes in the group chat. Yeah. Uh I got to watch chunks of that game because I was at work. Um I worked in the morning shift, so I could get home to watch whatever the hell that just was. Um, but I do live in Iowa, which is, if you didn't know that, I live in Iowa. Most people are Chiefs fans. So there are a lot of happy people, and they all know I'm a Lions fan. So even my work chat, that is literally just like a scheduling app, they're still texting me condolences. So I, it was a good game. I, you're betting against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Not, not a smart bet. Listen, I thought the Ravens were going to win. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. What do you what do you what do you want to say? I mean, it, it's going to be a great game. It should be a good Super Bowl. It's honestly, I mean, it's the defending Super Bowl champs, unbelievable coach, best quarterback in the league against the team that has played the absolute best from start to finish all year in San Francisco. So it'll be a good game as much as I'm going to hate watching it. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for this one. It's it's just. I, I find it odd. I and certain people just get like I think once people like you, they like you. And once pe especially on social media, and once they hate you, they hate you. Or maybe hate's the wrong word, but they look at reasons to pick at you. It's like Josh Allen. You know, they lost last week and Josh Allen played tremendous. Tremendous. I I I heard some people, you know, poking and you know, he could have done better and and now, mind you, this isn't necessarily our dynasty or fantasy peers. This is big media, ESPN, blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. Nobody's got a bad word to say for Lamar. He did not play well. He was 20 of 37 passing. And that's because, what was it, a month ago we did our quarterback rankings? Is that right? Three, four weeks? Yep. I moved Lamar way up. And I said it was because his passing had taken a nice step forward. The part of his passing game that has not taken a step forward is when the other team knows he has to pass. Because that's what happened today, and they pushed him off his first read. He got very flustered. Uh, and obviously, there were turnovers in the game. The The one in triple coverage was just bad. Yeah. You can't, you can't throw that ball. No, you cannot. You, 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 I, listen, he, I mean, he needs better pass catchers, too. Don't get me wrong. But yes, but that 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 are we going to do that? That little chestnut. He had Mark Andrews back. Yeah. Likely he's playing better than ever. You got Beckham. You got Zay Flat. I mean, he's got receivers. You know, Josh Allen's got what's left of Stephon Diggs and 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 a handful yeah. of I, I think uh I think Patrick Mahomes may like a word. Either. Patrick Mahomes may like a word. I I mean listen, I take got, Rusty Rice over anybody else on Well, on I, I, I I'll tell you this that, that catch that uh, Marquez Valdez Scantley, Mr. Butterfingers himself, of all the times to come up with like a, a, a nuts catch just right there. 
But this is not a playoff show. This is a freezing cold take show. We're going to get into that. Uh, we do have sponsors, and our sponsors today are primarily our friends here at Player Profiler. You know, rookie season's coming up. Our first mock draft is next Sunday. We're doing ours. Our boy Dallas Hyder is going to be here. Uh, I want to confirm. I'll, I'll say, first of all, welcome aboard to Dan Williamson. Uh, Dan's the man at Overhype Sleeper. Drop the last E in Sleeper. He may be here next Sunday with us as well. So a lot going on here at the DWZ and Player Profiler. But uh, just for you Dynasty gamers, let's hear about the Dynasty Dominator. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer, so you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win-now team, this is a rebuilding team, and then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side-by-side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the App Store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing, and it's going to be well worth it. Yeah, now is a great time to get the Dynasty Dominator. Just, True. It, I mean, you're either going to be starting startups, right, and then rookie drafts. There, there's not a better – and it's not that expensive, guys. I no. mean, I, I, I hate to say it for – you you a McDonald's guy, Jerry? I mean a little bit. Arby's? I mean more so when they had the snack wraps, but but still. Whatever your favorite combo meal is upsized is more expensive than the Dynasty Dominator with a new draft class. 100%. Check combo prices near you. Well, anyway, speaking of player profiler and speaking of Dynasty, I don't have a good people bad tweets, but I saw a tweet that you know, we're going to put in that segment because I don't go looking for trouble, Jerry. No. Well, we, kind of. Um, sometimes, but not this time. So I was looking around and I, I found Theo's tweet. Uh, Tweo Griminger, the director of content here at Player Profiler, he tweeted out during the Lions game, Jameer Gibbs is a top two RB in Dynasty and he's not second. So clearly... Theo thinks that Jameer Gibbs is the dynasty RB1. Jerry, what are your thoughts on that? I am not ready to do that. I just don't know if he gets the ball enough. He's absolutely talented enough to be in that situation. I just think Brees Hall is also very talented, and I think Bijan Robinson is very talented, and they're going to get more opportunities. He's still my RB1. Uh, I still believe he can be this generation of running backs because – I think he could be the next Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey type. That's, I mean, I I don't I don't necessarily disagree with you. He and, absolutely. I, and if you would have asked me that question about two and a half hours ago, I think I was running around my apartment screaming about how large his male parts are. His sack so, of Julia. I, I, yes, yes. Uh, I think girthy was the word I used pretty loudly. I don't think my neighbors probably well, have I'll no ask idea you never what's to use on, it again. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like Gibbs. I like the PPR value. Um, he's had three or more catches in just like 
the last six games. I'll be curious to see what the offense looks like when Ben Johnson takes a job. Now, there's only two jobs technically still left open, the Commandos and the Seahawks. I could see the Commandos. I know uh, I know his first name is Josh, the new owner of – Josh Harris, the owner of the Washington Commandos. I think he's going to go all in on Ben Johnson. I'll be very curious. Uh, I would love for them to keep him in Detroit. I'm sure you would too. Both. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm with Theo. I, I think he's my dynasty RB1. I know a lot of people, and we're not going to do our coaching breakdown show. We always do one of those for newer listeners that are finding us via player profiler. At some point, Jerry and I will sit down from a dynasty perspective and look at the impacts of these new coaches, both pro and con. Good good and bad. We'll, we'll look at it. And I know there's a lot of optimism right now in Atlanta because they brought in the passing game coordinator from the Rams, a McVay guy. <laughs> we we all want a McVay guy, Jerry. Yeah. I, I didn't didn't get a good look at him. Is he, is he as handsome as everyone else from that tree? You know, uh, you know, actually, sorta. You know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Matt Lafleur. He's probably got like a fifty eight dollar haircut. He's dreamy. Oh, always looks great. Um, a lot of those guys. So we'll see. Um, I, I just thought the tweet was interesting because Theo A is a great follow on Twitter at the OG Fantasy, and. Um, I agree with this take. So this is not Dana White worthy. You know what? I, I am going to, uh, Jerry, what do you think tonight for Dana White? We're going to give this one. We're going to dedicate this one to, uh, to Dan Campbell. You ready? And, I, and I'm a Dan Campbell guy. This motherfucker on the planet. Holy shit. Yep. Tonight he made, and, and I've been a proud card carrying member of the Dan Campbell fan club. I like the biting kneecaps. I like how he motivates the guys, but uh, sometimes the analytics be analyticing a little too much. Yeah, the the, the spreadsheet says we go for it. You know, uh, I'm going to quote Mike Lombardi when Mike Lombardi says, uh, "What's wrong with three points?" Could he what, use it? What, what, what's what's wrong? Yeah, twice. Could, twice you, you could. You, the difference in the game. But anyway, there you go. There's the. Good people, bad tweets. You got Dana White, but you are here for some freezing cold takes, Jerry. Um, do you have do you have a freezing cold take that you want to start with? I mean, God, Randy, I could I could do quite a few. Actually, uh, let's just let's start with my running backs, my friend. Um how many times did you hear me talk about Najee Harris coming into this season? Well, this is a twofer. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll let, I'll let you start. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to go with Najee cause I thought Najee was going to be like RB eight coming into the season. And he absolutely pooped his pants on me. You know, well, it, well, not, well not on you. Well, no, 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 no. It actually probably would have been a little bit better if he did. Maybe I would have gotten a settlement out of it, but I mean, it, it sucks because you look at the end of the season stats, and I think he had like 1,200 total yards right around there. So you go, okay, that's not terrible. But then you just see what week after week what the points were. Ew, ew, ew. And none of it is trending upward. So, I mean, that was a that was a swing and a miss from Jerry. That was Dan Campbell for sure. That was Josh Reynolds dropping it on fourth down. He act, to, to your point, down the stretch, weeks – 16, 17, and 18, 
he did pretty well. I will be very fascinated to see what they do from an OC perspective. Um, we have it in the chat. Anthony in the chat said, you know, Matt Canada did Najee no favors. True. And, and, and I want to agree with that because if you go back to last year's draft kit with player profiler, now luckily I, I, I got a one for two because I was going to only do one, which was Najee Harris. Luckily, they needed someone to do a last one, and so I did Evan Ingram. Nailed Evan Ingram, so I at least yeah. got that one right. But I couldn't have been more wrong on Najee. And, and I will lean on Anthony's point in the chat here on YouTube. By the way, all you guys watching on YouTube, just leave a thumbs up. I love the interaction in the chat, but, but leave us a thumbs up. And he's right. It feels like their offense was so bad. It was run, run, pass. Obvious run situation, obvious run situation, obvious pass situation. They weren't mixing it up. They they didn't have a lot of pre-snap motion. They weren't They weren't trying. executing either. Well, but it's hard to execute when the defense knows what you're yeah. doing. You know, Najee needs a little bit of, like, if he gets going, he, he does fine. But when they know he's coming, like, even the offensive line was supposed to have been better. They drafted the kid out of Georgia, the tackle. Broderick Jones, I think, was his name. The big blocking tight end out of Georgia, Darnell Washington. They dra- they uh, signed a guy in free agency from the Eagles. They were supposed to have fixed the offensive line. I think now is the time that Najee's a buy because no one likes him. It's just him and Jalen Warren, and he's still going to be the focal point of the running game. I don't think that he should. Um, Jerry, what are you doing with Najee from a buy standpoint, a sell standpoint, a whatever standpoint? You're not selling him because are you going to find a buyer? No. Especially during second rookie season? Hell no. I I mean, not a shot. There's not a way you're going to sell him. You're holding him. There's no. What's he going for in rookie picks? Like at what point do you say yes? Okay, I'm 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 going to be very realistic. The two ten, Jerry, you're offered that you're offered Najee for the two ten. Oh, I get Najee for yes, I got a yeah. trade. I'm trading the two ten. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm I'm doing. I mean, that. Superflex tight end premium one QB. It's that. a slam dunk. So, so you're you're you're. Taking, I'll probably go up as high as about two oh five, two oh six. Okay, so there's 18 to 20 players in a super flex tight end premium that you would rather have above Najee. What you know today, if I am acquiring, if I have Najee, I'm also not selling him for that. Yeah, I, I would rather just hold. Yeah, I would rather just hold and see what this offense looks like next year. He's on the final year. I doubt they pick up his fourth year option. I'm assuming a fifth year option. He's going into year four. I couldn't imagine them wanting to pay him first round, you know, fifth year option money. Maybe they try to re-sign him on a cheap deal, but I don't think so. I mean, that's the scary thing about Najee. Like if you get Najee, he's like depth for a contender. He is not helping. He is not helping you coming. No, when he when he's sitting on your season. bench, you're happy to have Najee Harris. Like when you, when you have your running back set up and you're in your roster and you're looking and you go, okay, if one of them get hurt, gets hurt, I could throw Najee up there. You're happy with that. Yeah. 
Hundred percent, and, and Najee was one of my guys as well. He's actually the picture. If you've not been to YouTube and seen the uh, amazing thumbnail graphic from the really awesome player profiler graphics team, you need to check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, no pun intended. So um, I'll get into one of mine, and for me, it was Chris Godwin. I, I now I was partially right in that Baker was going to be good for a wide receiver in. Tampa Bay. I just didn't think it was going to be Mike Evans because when I looked at it, the way that Mike Evans plays the game and the way Baker plays the game, it just did not feel like a mesh. It did not feel like it was conducive to what Baker would do well. I also thought that they would uh, get Godwin more involved in screens. He was coming back uh, another full year removed from the ACL injury. I just thought it was going to be a big year for him, especially with receptions and yardage, and it, and it really wasn't. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but that was one of the big whiffs because we've already uh, mentioned Najee. Jerry, what are your thoughts on Godwin? Are you a Godwin guy? He's still fairly young. I I mean, I think he's fine if the acquisition cost is cheap, but I have always sort of been pretty skeptical about Godwin, and it absolutely backfired the one year he was wide receiver too. Other than that, I have actually been okay to do that. So to answer the question, no, I am not really a Godwin guy. I'm also fine if you want to go for him. I'm not paying much for him, though. Like, I just, that that's Mike Evans. I mean, that's all Mike Evans. Okay, so he finished as wide receiver 28 on the season. This is all 17 games into the sample. I mean, I'm fine with that. I think he's cheap. I think these are the guys that disappointed. And where do you think you get him in rookie picks? Because rookie picks are right around the corner. I'm waiting if I'm trying to get him for 203. picks. 203. Is 203 crazy? 201? Maybe a little high because this is a big wide receiver class. So if you're going to yeah, go with a I mean, wide I, receiver. I, I don't think I would flip that. I'm just sort of going on consensus because I feel like people like him more than I do. I think by the time that your actual rookie draft gets here, oh yeah, probably pretty late. By, by, by the you could probably, I'm, I'm thinking you might have a shot at 207, give or take, because there's going to be that new hotness, and you're like, well, just give me Chris Godwin off the back end of your roster. And I, and I, 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 I would guess a lot of people probably do that. I'm guessing a lot of people will part ways with him. He'll be a he'll be a throw in for a lot of trades to get him over the top. How many targets do you think he had this year? I don't even have the slightest idea. He had 130. Yeah, I would have not guessed anywhere near that. Crept. I mean, like barely crept over the 1,000-yard mark, had 1,024 yards, only two touchdowns. And I don't want to say Mike Evans sucked all the, the oxygen out of the out of the touchdown room, but that, that kind of feels like it. And here's the thing. He'll turn 28 next month. So he's still got a couple of good years. Agreed. Which is, I mean, that's, he's a value because of that, for sure, because he's an aging vet, and he hasn't been sexy in three years. And that is sort of the biggest thing that he's got going for him, because he had two years where he was, oh, my God, if I could just go four minutes on Twitter without reading about Chris Godwin, it would have been a miracle. But now we're to the point that nobody gives a damn about him. So the value is there for sure. I, I think the only only reason why you're buying now is if you think Tampa lets 
Mike Evans walk in free agency. If Mike Evans walks, he becomes the de facto wide receiver one, maybe gets more of those red zone targets. Maybe those touchdown numbers come up, but he's the kind of guy that if you're contending and you, I think you're never going to get him cheaper than you are now. So if I could send like a 207, 208, now even if I had to add like a 25 third, I don't mind it. Yeah, that's, I can dig that. that. That's that's the best I got on on Chris Godwin. Um, you know, maybe I read the situation a little bit better than I thought. I thought he'd get a lot of targets, and clearly he got 130. That's a lot of targets. You want to know a rookie that I uh that I screwed up on, Randy? Yes, sir, I do. Jalen Hyatt, man. He won the Bulitnikov. I thought he's gonna go into New York and he's gonna be the only guy there, and Daniel Jones is gonna just feed him the rock. And he proceeded to get 23 catches for 373 yards, and 100 of it was against the Patriots in like week 13 or something. He didn't do anything. And now, granted, Daniel Jones wasn't there for a vast majority of that season. But even when he was, Jalen Hyatt didn't show anything like he was going to be dynasty roster relevant at all. And I really thought he was going to be the guy that everybody was sort of overlooking and you could grab late and he'd be that producer, the Puka Nakua, if you will. No, 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 not at all. I I always liked him. Um, what, what, what had you on him at the start of the season? It, honestly, pretty productive at Tennessee. He had one big preseason game, if I remember. He, he could have. I don't remember the preseason, but he, I mean, he was, he was fun to watch at Tennessee, did it in the SEC against SEC defenses, ends up in a situation where he's going to have an opportunity where he can take a step. I figured Daniel Jones was going to take a step with Brian Dayball. They did not. And so it was just all a disaster. The team went down the toilet. Daniel Jones didn't play. Jalen Hyatt didn't really get the opportunities when he did. He didn't do much with it. Ew. And and do I think it's going to get exponentially better? No. I think he'll he'll have a nice role and Daniel Jones will play and he'll get 700 yards and nobody will care on dynasty teams. Yeah, it feels like he is destined to be that field stretcher guy. He's going to run a lot of wind sprints. He's going to be really lean. He'll be in great shape. He will not contribute to your fantasy roster. I have a guy that I was wrong on. You know, you brought up rookie, so I'll throw in a rookie here as well that I was wrong on. It's like this role never materialized for him, and that was Roshan Johnson. Now, Roshan Johnson right now is a stone-cold buy for me. Uh, they just brought in Shane Waldron to be their new offensive coordinator. I think his his offense is a little bit more pass-happy to the running back, and I believe that they are going to draft Caleb Williams. And I think this is going to be more of a of a passing team and less of a running team. Uh, I still want Justin Fields to wind up in Las Vegas with the Raiders. We'll see what happens with that as we get closer to the draft. But, you know, Roshan never really got it going. I mean, I'm looking at his stats right now. Jerry, what do you think the most number of rush yards he had in a game? And, and, and I'm going to give you a clue. So I want to know the most 
rushing yards he had in a single game, and he had a 10-rush game and a 9-rush game. 10 rushes for 51 yards. His best rushing performance was 9 for 37. No, no, 8 for 38. I had it off by one. That was his best. And that's with, a, you know, as, as the pod father, Matt, as he likes to say, that's with the Alfred Morris corollary, that being a running back that's tethered to a running quarterback. I think part of it was Luke Getze was a knucklehead. But but this is a buy. Jerry, can 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 we sidetrack this for just a second? Yeah, of course. I, I saw this the other day, and it didn't make good people bad tweets, but I want to make you all aware because I've seen this many times, so it doesn't matter. There's a lot of people who have tweeted this. Have you seen Tajay Spears as a buy in the dynasty space? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. See, that's the point where someone stops being a buy. Because all the value, all the equity that you would get from getting him at, at, at a reasonable price is gone. So you're gonna play, you're gonna pay market plus for Tajay Spears. And I like Tajay Spears. We've been pro Spears on this podcast since we saw him at the senior bowl last year. Our boy Dallas, I believe, was a fan the year before that. So I I, I have no issue with Tajay Spears. What you have to understand is this is a game of incomplete information. And as more of the information becomes complete, the more it changes value. So because more people are on Tajay Spears, I would rather go out and try to acquire Roshan Johnson. I don't know that Khalil Herbert or Deonta Foreman are a barrier. I don't know that the Bears go out and sign someone in free agency This draft class is okay, but I've not been super wild. So even though he did not have a great rookie season, and he had a concussion that kept him out for two and a half games. Yes, I think it was a concussion. I know he missed two and a half games. I'm pretty sure it was. And I I just think this is a good chance to catch the bounce back. I do like the fact that he had a five-catch game, and he had multiple four-catch games. So... I like the passing profile. I like the offensive coordinator, and I think he gets a QB upgrade. Jerry, how would you feel about Roshan? Uh, I he's going to win that job. So I I think he's absolutely a buy. Also, didn't get the opportunities like you said ten catch not or ten rush nine rush eight rush games. So we haven't seen tons of production. Absolutely creates a window for him. I'm all for it, man. And if we're going to just keep the rookie talk going about guys I missed on, let's talk about another wide receiver, Andy. Johnny Mingo. Uh, I ain't your Huckleberry. <laughs> Let me tell you, Johnny Mingo. Um, ew. What else is there to say about that one? That whole offense is bad. Bryce, Bryce Young did not help me out. Johnny Mingo didn't do anything anyway. He let 38-year-old Adam Thielen do laps around him. Do do you think he's got upside for this upcoming season? Because I, I, Can I get I, him for free. I, I think he's the kind of guy that I'm going to ask for as a throw in in a trade just because I can. I mean, I no mean, one's you definitely can. Like, like if you have a trade or you're making a trade and you just see that other GM happens to have Johnny Mingo, Jonathan Mingo on their roster, you're not going to crush a deal by asking them to throw in Johnny Mingo. No, of course not. I, I, that's fair. I just worry that we're looking at 
Jalen Rager. Ah, Jalen Rager was had some good draft capital, and we'll just throw him into a deal. And then Jalen Rager's on my team for a year until I got to drop him. That's sort of what Johnny Mingo feels like. I feel like you need to avoid T. Higgins, Mike Evans. You need to avoid those type of guys in free agency. Yeah. Because with their draft picks, they don't have the, 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 the now they have the first pick of the second round. So I don't believe they give their second to Chicago until next year. I think it was this year's first, next year's second, along with everything else they gave Chicago. But yeah, I mean, I don't mind him as a throw in. I'm not proactively getting what what do you think about the new uh head coach Canellas who came over from the Buccaneers and the way he rejuvenated Baker it, in this offense? Do do you have hopes for I Bryce mean, Young and Mingo? Exactly that though. I mean, he rejuvenated Baker. He rejuvenated Mike Evans. So maybe. I mean, I'm not going to say it's impossible. I think he's got a shot. You know, I I don't know enough about him or about scheme or about anything like that, but he seems like he's going to be conducive to helping that team grow, which is exactly what they need because they were just not it. It was bad. It was it was the game that when it was on primetime on a Thursday, you got on Twitter and you made fun of it. All right, I'll do I'll do one more rookie and I got a I got a veteran and a half to do as well. Uh I'm going to go Luke Musgrave. As a, as, as a pretty cold one for me. I was a big Luke Musgrave guy. Referenced many times that he was like a five-sport, four-sport athlete in in high school. Really good athlete. Um, he, he did battle some injuries. Uh, he came back in the playoffs. I know Tucker Craft came in, and I don't want to say took that job, but definitely was the tight end of record. Although, if you watch the playoff games, I, I love their involvement of Luke Musgrave. I think he'll be the guy. I, I just don't think it worked out. And the reason why this made my freezing cold takes is because I thought he was going to do better than Sam Laporta and uh, Dalton Kincaid. Not to say that he was going to blow him out of the water. He was just my pick of the three. So so that was the, the, the big miss. It wasn't so much that he didn't set the world on fire because I'm not holding it against him that Laporta did real well. It was good for Laporta. Great. Rookie tight ends very rarely do. So so good for Laporta. Uh, I think you're going to hear a lot this year. I think you're going to hear a ton of people say, mark my words, Jerry, you got your pencil? Oh, always. I'm a pen guy, but yes. R- grab your ink stick and, and, and write this down. People are going to call Michael Mayer, the second round tight end from the Raiders, they are going to call him 2024's Trey McBride. Don't be shocked. I'm not making this a hot take yet, but don't be shocked if Luke Musgrave isn't next year's Trey McBride. The only the only thing that will keep him from breaking out to that level is that there are so many pass catchers in that offense with Dobbs and Reed and Watson and Wicks and Melton and crap. There's just a lot of options he would have to take a considerable step up to make that because people were not talking about Trey McBride this time last year as like, I've, I've seen him in some people's rankings as high as tight end too. Yeah. And I was the wow. Trey McBride guy. Check the tape, go back, search mind of mansion. Uh, if you're like a podcast listener, mind of mansion from like June or July, where I went on with the pod father, 
I'm a big Trey McBride guy, but you can't say that you saw that coming. And and then for lightning to strike twice like that, that that was a certain set of circumstances that that were pretty favorable. I like Musgrave, um, but but don't be surprised if he's one of the breakouts next year. That's fair. More of a tough, but but, but he's not. He, he's never gonna. He's never gonna catch up to Sam Laporta at this point. No, it, it it would be it would be really really tough. So Jerry, there is our, our our first round. We're not we're not done, but we have to hear one more word from our friends at Sleeper. Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time, and more often than not, where do we start our fantasy leagues at Player Profiler on Sleeper? Because it's the best. You can imagine my excitement when I saw Sleeper rolled out. Sleeper picks, baby. And game stacking is the path to positive returns with these pick'em games. Find that sneaky shootout and set most of the players to go over their projection for that week. Or you find a game going to get dragged into the mud and take every member of the passing game for less than their projections that week. And if you pick up to eight, that's how you 100x your payout on Sleeper. It's called the Hail Mary. So if you use promo code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match. Check out Sleeper's terms and conditions for details. These Sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, we we like Sleeper. Jerry, um, we'll be doing startups on Sleeper. Now we'll be doing Dynasty Fantasy Football. That is the official home of all of our patron leagues. Uh, Also, the premier platform in dynasty uh so you can suck it randy and you're yelling at a cloud yelling at kids on your lawn sleeper is great <laughs> we, we, we love sleeper. Uh, so here's here we go i've been flipping i mean you notice it nobody else notices it but i kept muting myself because i'm flipping through my notebook trying to find the damn show where we did our predictions september 3rd 2023 jerry finally found his stuff Prime age wide receiver to flop. Who do you think I said, Randy? They did prime well. Age, pri- prime age, uh, it wouldn't have been Amon Ross St. Brown because that's your nope. boy. That's yep. your boy. Um, Mike Evans. No, I love Mike Evans. DJ Moore. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I was not super in as well. Uh, I, I, I was more tepid than cold. On this one, because I've always been DJ Moore fan, but but uh, beat yourself up a little bit. Uh, I mean, listen, I thought it was Justin Fields was not going to be it, and the workload was not going to be there, and it was. And he found the end zone, which he had historically not been doing. Uh, a nice little, another one that I absolutely messed up, but coach to drive down dynasty value. You ready for this one? Oh, yeah. D'Amico Ryans. <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> how how wrong could you have been, my friend? Well, well although you weren't correct. No, 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 no. You, you, I was you, absolutely atrociously wrong. Even though you weren't correct, it was still a gamble to think that Bobby Slowick, who had, you know, about five years ago worked at PFF and had never called plays before at the NFL level, and this is what happens when you just assume that a, dif- a dysfunctional franchise is going to continue to be dysfunctional. Yeah. I like D'Amico Ryans. I think D'Amico Ryans, I don't know that he's a smarter version. I think he's more of a polished version 
of Dan Campbell. I think the players love him. I think he's really smart. I think he's a good coach. I just question the the the, the choice of Bobby Slowick. So I can see where where you would take that as an L on the the Houston Texans and who was your player before the the coach DJ team? Moore primate yeah. wide receiver to flop which I absolutely thought was going to happen you know he had games that were flop worthy and then he had week winning weeks of course so when but, you, when he, you, but he even so he was still much more consistent than I thought he was going to be he was reliable pretty often yes there was chunks when he went missing but I missed on that one. And I can I can confidently say that one because I genuinely thought DJ Moore was going to continue to be what DJ Moore was. Now, back during our rankings podcast we did, like I said, three or four or five weeks ago, whatever it was, um, I mentioned that, you know, I had DJ Moore just on the outside of my top 12. And I had that because he's very similar in age to AJ Brown, who is in the top four to five for just about every dynasty analyst out there. Uh, what do you do with DJ Moore if Justin Fields is gone? I should say when, but if Justin Fields is gone, where where do you – does that concern you, the lack of chemistry, because he had chemistry with Fields? What are your thoughts on DJ Moore going forward? No, I, he's done enough to suggest that he'll be fine. And is Caleb Williams going to be a downgrade in that passing attack? I don't think he is. So I, I think you're actually happier if you're going to rely on the results. And I think his value is going to be boosted, even if you don't think the results are going to, or the stats are going to be there. I think the trade value is still going to increase either way. So I think you're fine no matter what happens. If you believe in him and you want to ride him out, I think it's going to be good. If you don't and you just want to get out from under him, I think the value is still going to be an uptick. You're fine either way. All right. Let me let me ask you a question. If you could – now, now, this comes down to how much credence you put into mock drafts. If you're a big mock draft fan and, and you, they're never super accurate, but if you believe the mock drafts and you believe the Bears are going to take Caleb Williams at one, which they should – and then they're going to draft a, a Rome Adunze type at the wide receiver position at the ninth overall pick. I think the combination of those two events are enough for me to downgrade DJ Moore a little bit. Not to say that Rome Adunze is going to come in and suck all the oxygen out of the room. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But, it, it, but you go, we don't know if you're the quarterback's favorite target. We don't know that. Um, it's a new offensive coordinator, new quarterback, new competition, highly drafted, highly thought of competition. So is that enough reason for you to be out in these dynasty streets trying to move DJ Moore for top 12 at the wide receiver position prices? I think you're fine to have that take. I, I, I don't think the argument is flawed. I just think if Caleb Williams comes to town and then he's got to compete with Roma Dunze or somebody of that nature, I think he's going to want to rely on the guy who's been there and who can show him the ins and outs of what it takes to be successful in the NFL. And I think DJ Moore will be the guy more so. I it like, yes, more competition will eat into him a little bit. 
But also, if you want to go the other side of that sword, you're going to say it'll clean up a little bit of that secondary coverage and he's going to get open more often. He's going to get better opportunities. I think that's an argument that can be made also. So I I think it's fine either way. You're you're happy to have DJ Moore. You're chilling on him. I don't think there's any panic out of a DJ Moore owner. Okay. I, I just just trying to paint a variety of options in, in in the form of you know what the listeners can do with DJ Moore. Hey, here's how you can put together your selling conversation. Here's how you put together your buying conversation. Because that that's where you get uh value, I guess is is the best way to put that. All right, I got I got a guy um not super thrilled with myself. Now, part of it was injury, but I really but and this is the cautionary tale of what's going to happen, you know, in year 2 of this offense, what's CJ Stroud going to look like? You know, I thought in year two of Brian Dayball's offense, I thought Daniel Jones was really going to, you know, bring this thing together. They brought in Darren Waller. They drafted Jerry's boy, Jalen Hyatt. Uh, they just say Quan was healthy. They had him. They, they got the contract worked out. Daniel Jones got paid. It kind of felt like everything was supposed to line up for Danny Dimes, and he became Danny Dust. He just was not great um i mean what are you doing with him jerry i mean it wasn't your cold take but what are you doing with with danny dimes uh actually it is i'm looking at another one that we did um and one of them was the one that i said earlier was Najee harris Najee harris will finish his rb1 yeah good job jerry you idiot um the other one is daniel jones will finish his uh top five qb so what am i doing I mean, I'm not selling him because he's still going to be the starting quarterback of the New York Giants. And if I'm playing in a super flex league, I'm better off just holding on to him and having him in case some some stuff happens. Because if we learned anything from the season, stuff can happen. You know, he he brought that sneaky. And what I liked about him is he brought that sneaky Konami code running ability. Now he'll be coming off the ACL. And he is not, he's not a bad athlete. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not Lamar, Kyler, Josh Allen, but he's a better athlete than, than people realize. He's only going to be 27. I just wonder if there's a chance that you could get him super dirt cheap as a contender. I the, would, I would absolutely assume you can. The, 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 to me, this is the kind of like third quarterback I love to have. If you've already got a couple of good quarterbacks you really love and you know maybe you lose a, a, a guy to retirement maybe you had Geno Smith as your as your QB3 and you're just not I, I, take another shot I mean if you're Seattle do you just risk it for the biscuit and draft the kid I mean I I've, I've heard people say he's not a not a first round pick but you have a guy right there in state like down the road a piece in Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. Do you do you go get him? Do you give Penix Jr. the Patrick Mahomes redshirt year and and develop him long term? I mean, but this is the kind of thing where to take it back to Gino as your QB three, if he gets nuked from a value perspective, then then you're gonna need a QB three. How about this, Jerry? If you were having a, a QB three right now, would you rather have 
man, I, I got to hit you with something. Let me let me get a list of QBs here. Would you rather have Daniel Jones as your QB three or Will Levis? I don't really believe in Will Levis, but I think the answer is Will Levis. Okay. Um, would you rather have Daniel Jones or Bryce? Well, it depends or... on my situation. If I'm if I'm a contender, j- 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 just I, just in general, it Will Levis. Okay. Um, I think I think it's Will Levis both ways. You know, very you, you like you like Billy though. I, I I do I do I I'm very interested by the the offensive minded head coach. Uh, I I love that for young quarterbacks way better than a defensive minded head coach. It, it's it doesn't doesn't always line up, you know. Just like I said, you you mentioned D'Amico Ryan's. Here's here's why I like taking a shot on somebody like Michael Penix. Like I'm I'm not exactly sure that Michael Penix is gonna pan out in the NFL, but I know Geno Smith is not gonna win me a Super Bowl. Like it, it, Geno Smith has already had his resurrection of of relevance in the nfl and it's been good enough for like seventh place in the nfc and you sneak into the playoffs and you lose a game and that's what he is so like if i'm playing for that no thank you i'm good you're that's just wasting my time i'm i'm gonna be stuck in purgatory the whole time so i'll take the shot on Penix, and if i if he poops his pants then I'll win four games and I'll have a top five pick and I can get another quarterback deal. All right. One last question. Would you rather have Daniel Jones or Kenny Pickett? Daniel Jones. Yeah. I don't think that one's particularly close. I mean, no. Pickett's, Pickett's got the, the weapons. He's got the offensive line. I, they were talking to, to Arthur Smith about coming in to be the play caller. That's a yikes right there. Is is there a, a worse, like, who would you rather have when it comes to bad PRs in Dynasty than Kenny Pickett and Daniel Jones? I don't think there is. Well, but but that's that's why I love them so much, because look at all the Tyson Badgents and Mitch Trubisky and Jarrett Stidham and all these backups that had to play all the the time. Yep. I, I think trying to, you know, it's like a short sale. You're just trying to buy long enough to be able to flip. Yep. You know, you're you're trying to get a Daniel Jones, a Kenny Pickett, a Will Levis, and I and I think Will Levis is a little bit different, same, similar, but different. In that you just want him to get off to a hot start. There's always going to be a major quarterback injury. There, there always is. You know, go from Joe Burrow to Aaron Rodgers and, and so many more that you're going to get the opportunity to sell. So even if you get them for uh, a second now, I think that might be high, but you know, whatever for, for picks or, or what have you, you could get a nice chance to cash out. Now it has to roll your way, but. So many of us play in Superflex leagues. I'm always going to take swings at these guys that have shown flashers in the past. That's just how I roll. All right, Jerry, one more and we'll get out of here. Give us one more freezing cold Jerry take. I mean, mine was definitely going to be Daniel Jones. Um, let's see. It was a good one. I don't, I'm trying to just think of them based on, I knew I was going to say Najee right off the bat because he just, that was wrong. 
I'm not trying to play. I'm trying to just think, you know who, you know who it is? The guy that I thought was going to jump into that. Not the top tier of wide receivers, but that second tier is Devonta Smith and didn't barely cracked a thousand yards. I mean, he got probably six or seven touchdowns, something. It looked like AJ Brown was the only guy that was going to get any targets or any love for the first half of the season. Devonta Smith finally started to get into the end zone. Never really had tons of explosion games. Jalen hurts looked like he was not right. That offense fell apart. That's what you get when you have Matt Patricia on your staff and the players have to look at him. That absolute cursed, dreadful human being that is Matt Patricia. But Devonta Smith, I really, really thought he was going to take that jump and be like wide receiver four in Dynasty. And now he's like wide receiver 14. What are you doing with him? I think, I think he still has the possibility to be somebody that's going to be wide receiver four. So I think he's a buy. And when it comes to rookie season, what's he going to be worth? Because people are going to rather have Malik neighbors. People are probably well, rather going to, people that, are rather yeah, going to have probably oh. Roma Dunze than him. I, I'll take Malik neighbors over him right now, but I See, I don't, I don't know if I would when it actually oh, comes I, down to it, but the, I mean, the, depending where three, he goes, of course. There are three guys in this class that I know I am already a big fan of. Now, I've just started. I'm I'm no Dallas Hyder. Uh, I'm no Shane Hallam. I've not crunched all the rookies, but I will tell you exactly three guys that I am in, in on. So, so for those of you listening, you guys can Jerry, you can potentially snipe me next week. Number one is Drake May. That's that's my quarterback. I feel like T.O. Because he's going to not be sexy and he's going to fall down draft boards and that's the exact guy that Randy goes for every single day. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, Caleb Williams is the Joe Burrow of this class. I'm telling you that Jaden Daniels is the Tua Tungavailoa of this class. He'll be the guy who comes from the SEC school, Heisman Trophy winner. He'll be very popular. And then I'm just going to take this like I did with Justin Herbert. I'm going to take boring old Justin Herbert. Drake May. So that's my quarterback. And, and I'm I'm pretty well into this process enough to know that I'm going to have a lot of Malik neighbors. I think in any other class that didn't have a Marvin Harrison Jr. level prospect, this guy would be so high up draft boards. He is, he, he's in, of this class, he is in a tier all his own. It's Marvin Harrison, space, Malik Neighbors, Space, Roma Dunze, and the rest of these guys. I think that's probably fair to assume. And, and then I think I'll have a lot of Blake Corum. You know, I like his thing. grit. I like his if, grit. Ew, I hate that you absolutely put a Wolverine with a Dan Campbell saying, but it's fine. Um, well, it wasn't intentional, but I, I see how you got, <laughs> if, I see how if we got he, there. If he ends up with Jim Harbaugh as the Austin Eckler replacement on the Chargers. Oh my God. Blake Corum to the effing moon. Um, but you know, yeah, I, I'll, I, I I'll, I'll probably have a lot of him too. Honestly, I, Wolverine I didn't aside. think I didn't think about that. I didn't think about, well, cause he's not going JJ. Listen, Jim Harbaugh. I, you, you imagine if they, if they tried, if they tried to trade, 
they tried to trade no. Justin Herbert. No, they would. They would never. They would never. I, I, I forget. I can. I can only see Michigan fans tweet dumbass shit like that all the time. Sorry, I shouldn't have sworn that much. No, no, um, you're, you're fine. But no, it. Austin Eckler's old. It's about time. Bring in Blake Corum. Yes, he never caught passes like that. But don't tell me he can't do it. That's that's a lie. And he's he's the exact kind of guy that would feed into it. I love that. I'm I am not a Harbaugh brothers fan at all this what do you hear let's 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 talk about this for a minute because it is sort of the biggest news that's happened since the last time we did a show how do you feel about justin herbert with jim harbaugh i think it hurts him just a little not not enough to like make you go oh i don't want justin herbert anymore but i do think he's going to pass the ball less you know i i heard that uh kellen moore was going to be great for him this year wasn't the case right I heard that Mike McCarthy was going to be bad for Dak. Wasn't the case. I will just say this. Jim Harbaugh will build an offense around what his team can do and not around his offense. I think he is that guy. You ever watch the show Chopped on the Food Network? Yes. Where they just do they they, they give you the ingredients and you got to make something. Mm-hmm. I think I think Jim Harbaugh is a good enough chef to where you can hand him the ingredients and he's going to make a recipe out of what he's given as opposed to someone who is like, hey, I'm trying to make a chocolate cake, but I've got a hog's ear, you know, a, a pound of jello and, and some green beans. We're, ta- like, we're talking about Matt Patricia again. We've gone full circle. Yes, we, we are right back to Matt Patricia where we started but jerry that's cold takes that is cold takes i don't want to get too deep into the the coaching carousel because maybe we'll do that the week of the super bowl now just a point of parliamentary procedure we will be here next sunday night live with dallas and maybe dan we will be doing a rookie draft yeah i see all the people watching you need to like subscribe if you haven't subscribed subscribe because you don't want to miss the rookie draft we're going to do a rookie draft maybe the monday not the sunday of the super bowl i will uh not want to record a podcast so we'll do it monday that week we'll do the live stream on monday if we can get jerry to do it and we'll start breaking down the coaching hire we'll figure something out um but jerry yep we don't get them all right we get a lot right we really do but we wanted to come on here, and uh, it's, it's cold outside, so we thought we'd just uh, wrap up the cold with uh, some cold takes. That's true. I mean, listen, you got to take L's from time to time. Unfortunately, me as a football fan, I have taken a very hard L today, and I don't you, know if I'm going to overcome it anytime in the near future. Um, well, look at yeah, it this it's, way. It's better to take a hard L than a hard D. That's true. That's a show. Damn it! That that is a show. Um, I'm excited to start talking rookies. Yeah, because, but I, I we're gonna go back and forth. We're gonna do rookies. We're gonna do coaching hires. We're gonna talk about free agency. NFL free agency is literally six and a half weeks away. As crazy as that is to say, pretty excited. I, I love free agency. So we're gonna bounce back and forth because what I don't want to do is take like a hammer and beat this audience about the head and neck with rookies 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 we're going to talk a ton of rookies our man dallas Hyder. if you're listening to this on sunday night 
there's going to be a new rookie rundown on Monday on the Dynasty Warzone feed. So you want to go check that out. We're going to give you plenty of rookie content here. We're just not going to just inundate it, inundate you with it all off season, Jerry. Which some of you will want that. You got to mix it, it up. Is, it, it is your drug. Oh, for your sure. drug of choice. But also, there are vast, many angles that a dynasty player can play. And sometimes zigging when everyone is zagging is the exact thing you should be doing. So that is a good way. Honestly, that's why I sit here and that's why I talk to Randy because otherwise Jerry over here, monkey see monkey do. I'll just, I'll follow the line and I'll just choo choo right behind him. And that'll be that. That's where the money is made. It goes back to my Tajay Spears take in the middle of the show. It's nothing against Tajay Spears, but that's where everybody's minds at right now. It's the same. It's the same thing. With, with these rookies, everyone's mind's going to drift to rookies. And if you look hard and do some research, you'll find some nice values on the veteran market. So that's why we'll go back and forth and not just lock into one particular thing. We'll do some startup talk and, and so much more. But Jerry just drank the last of his Woodford Reserve, so he needs to get a refill. Jerry is going to wake up slobbering and stuck to the carpet tomorrow. Pause. And uh, I'm going to go upload a new edition of the Rookie Rundown on the Dynasty Warzone. And if you're listening to this on Wednesday on the Player Profiler Network, go back, find it, check out Dallas, check out the Rookie Rundown. Uh, But on behalf of that man, uh, a a very morning man of the hour, man with the power, Mr. Jerry Sinclair, I am Memphis. You guys have a great week. We'll see you next week for a mock draft. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. If we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.